stuff coming happy birthday Johnny wherever you are can we stop now and welcome welcome to the hot flash you've joined by your host Mrs Woog and I'm here with my sidekick Mrs Berry and it's been a long time since we've flushed and we I just need to say that was Happy Birthday, Johnny, by St. Vincent, off her latest album, Mass Seduction, which is awesome. There's one to avoid, punters. Um, oh, it's so old. So, it's been a long time. We have two weeks. We have, all. No, no, it's been longer than that. Because oh, we it? were planning to podcast two weeks ago, and that was the weekend of heavy fatigue. Oh. Do you remember? Yeah, heavy fatigue. Wasn't that last weekend? No, I think it was the weekend before, and I said, I just can't today because I'm too tired. Yeah, that was bad. And then you went, no, I that can't. Was- no, that was last week, because Thursday last week, I slept during the day for six hours. I had a six-hour nap. Why are we so tired? We're going to explore that later, but welcome to the pot, the Hot Flush, the premiere podcast for the perimenopausal, and I'm sorry, sorry that we haven't been around, but we're back, we're, and look, a lot has happened since we've uh, had uh, our mini vacay. <laughs> if only that mini vacay had involved a Good vacay. Things. <laughs> I think the first thing we need to cover off on is uh, our world tour. World tour. Our friend Sawhol, who we met at university, is the tour manager. And I have to say, I am absolutely astounded with her commitment. Five stars. She has found us a venue. She's found us accommodation. She's found us. She's putting out press releases. She's organized so much. Um, And we're selling tickets. It's on the 13th of October. It's a Saturday. From three to five at the George Hotel. Come along, get your tickets from Eventbrite, Eventbrite um, and come and have a champagne. Or with you us. can also there'll be a, there's a link on our on the Hot Flush Facebook page. If you're a member of the um, Hot Flush Bank, well, page. that just if they're not, then they need to sort themselves out too. Get straight. off my lawn if you're not. A yeah, member of that. I do like, uh, and this was one of the decisions that was made while I was at the you know workplace. Of substandard satisfaction. Which we'll and, come back to as well. Uh, yeah, three to five. Like, senior sits hour. Why are we doing it at like seven till nine? Because or... they know I'll be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we'll get all the mums out the Bathurst way. And I, we've got some ladies coming from Dubbo as well. And we'll get them out of that horrible... I've got friends coming from Sydney. Oh, Hi, Harris. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. They're coming. They're coming a girls' weekend away. Well, there's quite a few. I, I understand who have booked houses, and Ooh. and we're we're not going to at five o'clock. We're not going to stop. We're going to kick on. Oh no, that's just the yeah. That's we're just kicking like, on. You know, there's a reason we're staying at the hotel. Oh, oh great! <laughs> well, so now we will get all the stalkers coming <laughs> outside our window and like even throwing stones at the window. So I think that the accommodation as booked out of the George Hotel now, but there's plenty of options around Bathurst. So if you haven't got your ticket yet. Come along, it's super cash. Oh my! Listen, guys, like, there's no big go. There's not going to be a flower wall. 
Or like a balloon arch. <laughs> There's talk that there might be a cardboard cutout of Kim and I that you can... Pash. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, it's just going to be fun. We just wanted to get to get out there, get to meet some of the listeners. And, and listen, this would not have happened without Saw Hole oh. because Wooks and I have been, been bantering about, about this for years. Yeah, no, Even Wooks and Berry days, we were like, yeah. let's take it on the road. And then we mentioned it last podcast, and and Saw Hole was on it like a rat down a drain pipe. <laughs> Good on a Saw Hole. God um, lover. So a couple of things have happened since we've last spoke. We've got a new Prime Minister, Kim. New Prime Minister. Doesn't fancy the LJ, LJ, the LGBTQI population. Yes. So I sent his daughters to a private school so they don't need to be exposed to that. I know. Because apparently disgusting. Because apparently there is no one of, you know, non-heterosexual gender orientation in a private school setting. Yeah, you know, if you're an evangelistical Christian, you're not gay. It's an automatic... Yeah. I think if you're an evangelistical Christian, you're not actually part of our listenership, no, are you? No, I, I would very much doubt so. I think I the think, uh, content yeah. of what we discuss. <gasps> Can I give you a little... Oh, no, I'm going to save it for the next okay, one. Okay, save it for the next one. Okay. Um, but uh, I was of the opinion that anyone but Dutton, and now I don't even know what to think anymore. Uh, so don't you think Dutton has dug himself the biggest hole in the universe? Not only is it now coming out just what, like... Basically, Shock. regional bully boy Queensland police tactics he had at play within the federal parliament. He um, is as shady AF. He's like slinking back the sexy au pairs for his mates and yeah. then going, of course that and wasn't the, done for friendship. And the polo players. The polo for his players. Argentinian, like Argentinian polo players for his... Oh, anyway, less spoken of the better. But I have to say, Martin Turnbull... I don't blame you for fucking off to New York and doing a bit. Oh, is that what he's you. done? Yep, he's gone to New York. He's not, he's not oh. sticking around to to Good rally for Yeah, he's just fuck you all. I'm out of here. Oh. And I honestly could not blame him one little bit. That's called doing it with style. Yeah. Unlike unlike Abbott, who just slunk to the back bench and then just started the white Annie within Did minutes. Did you read his tweet yesterday? Oh, I don't. He said, five years since the Abbott government started today, and look how great we are. He's actually trolling himself. He's such uh, a repellent human being. Bored now. Bored Anyway, now. so we've just got to hang on for the next couple of months. So, so have we got Morrison? Is Morrison on the list? Oh, God, yeah. I read something yesterday that said And he calls himself ScoMo. He call, see, as soon as you call yourself your nickname... I know. That is so He's lame. just, um, don't you think he's just like one of those, he's like an embarrassing dad. No, he's a drunk uncle at Christmas. Oh, a drunk uncle. I know. And I was talking to some <laughs> people about it this week and they were like, we're, we're just getting as bad as, you know, Trump. And I'm like, yeah, we're really making a good name for ourselves. Oh. <laughs> Can we move on? Honestly, I don't want to get a migraine. Um, general life rating is a new topic that we're going to start yes. discussing. What's our general life What's rating? What's our general moment? life rating? It's out of 10, one being the worst, 10 being the best. Yes. And I have to say, since we last caught up, I have experienced every single level of general life rating. What yeah. about you? Yeah. Yeah. I seem to be running the full gamut, like <laughs> up the scale and then right back down it again. But sometimes you can go from 10 to one and you, you, you blinked and you didn't even know why. Yeah. Where do are you, you today? Do you think maybe that's the maybe we should call it the perimenopausal general life I rating? I think that's a good idea because it's just it could be you could be at a nine at ten a.m. Oh, in the morning, an hour and, later, and by eleven thirty, yeah, back to a two. I think, and can we cat, can we have categories? Yeah, of course. 
We can do whatever we want, Kim. We can do whatever we want. Work, okay, work, general life rating. Okay, here we go. Two. That's not good. Uh, do you know, so we're in the tenth month now, aren't we? Or in the ninth month. Ninth. So I've had now had, so I've had ten months of, of insecure employment. Employee. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm really tired. I'm really sick of being so stressed about it. Yeah. And it is not for want of trying to not be in that situation. No, of course not. So, yeah. I've had to deal with a millennial from an agency who tried to talk to me about engaging content. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that's just, that's, that's... 24... Teaching me about how to write engaging content for a client. Oh, my God. Yeah. But apart from that, work, life satisfaction, it's it's up there. I'm doing some good stuff. I'm enjoying stuff. I'm doing some radio now for ABC. Yeah. I was in there on Friday with a lovely young man called Cameron James, who's a 30-year-old comedian, Mm -hmm. Um, of course, who I was instantly going to hate when I said I was going to be on with a 30-year-old comedian. Yeah. He was delightful, so much so that I've tried to since set him up with our friend Joe Thornley. Oh, yes, because I think they got on very well. Joe Thornley's got a book coming out soon, Zealot. Oh, yes, oh she about the cults. Yes, and she's a very funny and longtime friend of the show. Yes, um, and I didn't mention it to Cameron that she was fifteen years older than him, but I don't think that should be a problem. She's a youthful forty. Oh, she is seven. <laughs> Seventeen years older. <laughs> But a real man wouldn't um, care. Can you tell us more? Like, so it's on Radio National. So it's Who's on Radio show? National. Um, it's on Life Matters. Oh, you're on Life Matters, Life as in Geraldine Matters. Dude. Life Matters. No, no, it's not Geraldine. It's Amanda now. Yes, so. I know. But like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And so I do the Modern Dilemma. Oh, not all the time, but I think I want to do it all the time. Oh God, I love radio so much. Oh, same. Because you just barrel on. I know, and, and I you want can, us. You to don't be... have to suck your guts in. No. Like if you're on television. God, mm. you're like, who put my fat suit on? And, you know, all that stack filler. And the nervous sweats. You, and can't the nervous hi- sweats. you can hide nervous sweats on radio. And 99% of people who work in television, yeah, they're, they're not very nice. They're a weird breed, aren't they? They're not very nice. Sorry. No. Sorry, Divine said you're the, you're the 1%. Um, I watched yesterday that movie with Rachel McAdam and um, Harrison Ford and Diane <gasps> Keaton. You didn't. Um, I watched it yesterday as well. Shut the door. Really? I promise you. I watched it. Oh, Did what you was it up at the end? What was it called again? Uh, yeah, morning, morning, good morning, sunshine. No, morning. no, no, no. But you know the one. When he made the frittata. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you watched it as well. Have you got your period at the moment? Uh, no, but and I, I actually, we're syncing up on everything. We're both so, wearing the same top. Uh, so yesterday, I found I was in very much that land of don't touch me, and then <laughs> don't look at me. I was just like, don't breathe my air. Touch me, and Oscar was just like, he was just. His death by a thousand questions was actually making me cranky, and then I watched that, and I actually got teary, and I was like, oh, "My period must be due." And looked it up, and I'm like, "No, I'm like on day 18. I've got like..." Oh know, yeah, I, I'm like on that precipice right now. Right, I am ready to blow. <laughs> hey, can I tell you? So Rob has just been away for two weeks. Yeah, which in, is why you've been so bloody morose. Yeah, miserable. Um, sexed him out last weekend. 
I don't even know what that means. I don't even think I want to. I wore him out. Oh, Jesus. Are you that fit? I don't think it had anything to do with fitness. Okay. So good. Back in the saddle. Two weeks without it. And he was like, come on. Come on. Most women of our age, 45, experience vaginal dryness during intercourse. Yeah, I'm waiting for that to hit because going along the general trajectory of the rest of my life at the moment, that should arrive any moment now. And that so, would just be nature. So I'm just like, so I'll him. just, I'll just look at him and give him the side eye and go, "Want to go again?" And instead of him just going, "I don't think I can," we'll be just like, he'll go, "Yeah," and I'll go, "Hang on, uh, nah, that not happening." And you know, my, I have been dealing with the, I've been doing the lasering thing. Yes, because we can't let an episode go by unless we talk about Kim's laser. Yeah, because I'm all over it, ladies. Because if you're forking out a hundred bucks a month or every five or six weeks for waxing, you could fork that out like four or five times and then never again and jesus swept her underarm hair is gone but it's gone and i was so devo because i was like well i'll just do the underarms and then i'll just thin it out and they just have never grown i'm like a naked mole rat under there god thank god that was anyway went in yesterday to have it all done and totally forgot they have to shave if we the only place where hair is still growing is downstairs yeah and she goes, oh, just remember next time. It was a bit long. And I went, what? And she goes, you, hadn't, you just hadn't shaved. And I went, oh, I totally forgot. Did you get your eyebrows done? No. Hmm, I, just, I just do them. They're looking on fleek. General life rating. Oh, family so, life. How can we rate family life? I don't know. I feel like everything at the moment, I'm just about a four. Okay. I mean, everything's But your underarm hair is a ten. <laughs> For you. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, it's just that whole, I just, you know, when you just, you feel. Defeated? Yes. I just, every day, like just, you know, just the repetitiveness and the stuff that you just have to do every day. And do you remember that movie that had, um, it was that really interesting cast and it also had, it had Jennifer Aniston in it and she was sort of the friend that was poor and then she was house cleaning people's places and. And then there was that awesome actress, um, uh, uh, Frances McDormand. And in it, Frances McDormand is actually basically playing a character at a particular point in her life where her hair is just disgusting, but she's just like, so what? Like I wash it and I brush it and tomorrow I'm going to have to do it again. Like it just, what's the point? And I was just like, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I feel like I'm in that land of just like, ugh. Can I tell you right now, I'm pretty much... Is it friends with benefits? Or I'm, friends pretty, with, I'm just having no. your friends with money. Friend, oh, it's friends with money. Um, I think that... I'm going to watch that tonight, actually. That was a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, I think you're probably not alone in that room, Kim. I think yeah. there's quite a few people. And you know, it's the end of winter. We are done. Yeah. We are done. I'm probably general lifing at about a seven. Yeah. Which I think, to me, is average. It's, it's okay. quite good. I've got a mother who's just had a knee up. Cheers, mum. Um... And she's still in hospital. She goes to rehab uh, for a week. And then I get to go and live with her for a while. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay. Oh, what's on your list? What's on your list? Um, I'm going to jump in right now and say, oh, my list is rugby. Fucking finish already. We won the grand final and now they are just dragging it out. There what? was a lunch yesterday. There's a presentation day tomorrow. Oh. It's like men of the rugby team 
stop reliving your youth by yeah. drinking 8,000 beers and talking about the good old days when you used to play for Knox and Barker. I'm done. After presentation day, which I organised, that's it. Yeah. You're on my list for six months. <laughs> Are you going to go back on the committee next year? Of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> I love power. Anything that gives me a clipboard and a clicky-cat pen, I'm there. <laughs> um, on my list, boys clubs. Boys clubs when they don't even, you know, think that they have a boys club. Oh, like the Liberal Party. Uh, the Liberal Party, politicians in general. Your um, place of work. A, a place of employ that I've <laughs> recently been involved in. Um, yeah. One of the interesting things that I will say, yesterday at the rugby lunch, which I thought, oh, will I go? It's a pretty casual turn up. It's just this massive big event. There was, um, I'm going to find her name later, one of the Wallaroos was in attendance. And yep. I sat next to her at lunch. And she plays... For Australia, plays rugby league. Yep. For Australia, rugby union. Rugby union, sorry, for Australia. Yeah. And uh, there was a Q and A of which I might have gone and put five balls through the pokies and maybe had a punt on the greyhounds when that was happening. <laughs> but apart from that, um, I listened to her speak and she ripped them a new one. <gasps> Fuck, she that was makes like, me happy. I don't understand how I play for Australia. I've been playing Australia years. None of you guys know my name, whereas you could rattle off every single Wallaby player, player. Yeah, for every, the last forty years. Yeah. Yeah, she was awesome. It, it, this is this is it, right? Step up, men. Step the fuck up. And when I was at my last meeting, and they go, "Oh, the numbers are dropping," the numbers are dropping, I said, "If you can't see that the the future is equal, yeah. the future is equal. The future's not female. No, the future is equal. Yeah. We should be putting these young, all these sisters on the sidelines, yeah. play just as well as their brothers. Why aren't we doing a developmental squad for rugby sevens? Yeah." Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about rugby because it's on my list. Yeah. I remember um, we had, Felix's team had this awesome um, girl playing with them. And then when they hit the under 15s, not allowed to play anymore. She wasn't allowed to play. Yeah, we had one too. And Ruby, she was awesome. Uh, she's at a private girls' school on the North Shore. And one of their PE teachers was involved in the rugby sevens and tried to get a team up. And she, this, this girl who had played in our team was the only one who put her name on the list. Mm. But it, that's, that's not the... the oh, yeah, I don't know. Bored now. Bored What's on your now. list? What's on your list? Um, do you know what? That's the main thing that's on my list at the moment is, is just... Oh, no, Okay. Sorry, I'm just going to go back and say I sat next to Emily Robinson yesterday. Emily Robinson, who's the hooker, oh, the prop number one for Australian women's rugby. What's her name again? Emily. Emily Robinson. Right. We and okay. she was. And how old is she? Twenty-three. And so she stood up in yeah. a room full of like probably what like ninety percent men. Oh yeah, check shirts and gave. Them and just went, you yeah. guys are fucked. Yeah. So, okay, on my list, just men with their blinkers on. The second thing that's on my list is the general state of our society and civilization. I know that's quite big to have on the list. Mm -hmm. I listened to this awesome podcast this week on um, Ezra Klein's uh, podcast, who does one for the Vox Network, and he had a guy on who's written a book about... 
um, the fact that all of these philanthropic organisations, he was looking pretty much specifically in, this, in America, all of these philanthropic organisations or arms of big business and stuff stand up and go, look at all this amazing stuff we're doing. Uh, but none of them actually ever deal with or on look at, no, no, never look at or reflect back on the fact that the, the complete, the models that their businesses have created and operate in are actually the things that are the problem them. that are causing the reason they need the philanthropic. Um, and I feel like... Do you like, have an example of that? Uh, so, for example... Goldman Sachs has a program in place at the moment where I think they're pushing to employ 10,000 female graduates or 10,000 women. Um, and yet some of the biggest problems about getting women into the workforce and, you know, back or back into the workforce is... Inflexibility. Inflexibility. No... Culture. Uh, ch no decent childcare. Yep. Um, Subsidised childcare. You know, they're the main things, yep. right? And meanwhile, Goldman Sachs is pouring millions and millions of dollars into lobbying government in Washington to not put paid maternal leave, yep. um, subsidised childcare on, now, the, on the agenda. As a woman, That's an example. As a woman who is currently married to an ex-member of the Golden Sachs family who had to leave that family because he didn't enjoy the culture, mm. I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. And... This is part of the thing, and this is on our this is on our um, our list as in things we're going to talk about. Is thanks to thanks to Woogs and uh, and in fact Wendy Harmer, I am now doing some work with who Eva Cox. Who's that? She is one of Australia's leading sociologists slash social commentators slash legend slash social activ activist feminist. Um, if you must have heard of Eva Cox. So in the 1970s, she was she was the head of ACOS in the 70s. And she has fought and lobbied and agitated her entire life for the rights of women, the disadvantaged, you name it. Okay, and the thing about Eva Cox is um, she's 82 82 and, and she's, she's just starting a new project a new which project. she's got Kim on board because she put a call out on the Woog World's Wild well, Women um, because I was lucky enough to meet her at a party and stalk her and then put her in her car and basically <laughs> run down the road after her car um, uh, she's just one of those women that you just think like I, I'm in the presence of greatness here so when she put the call out and I rang Wendy who knows her very well and we put uh, Eva and Kim together and now she... I'm now working with her. She goes to moment. Eva's house. I go to Eva's house. And, and I, have to, there and I have to walk through the house just going, like, just try to play it cool, Kim, play it cool, don't look like a dick, don't look like... Like, meanwhile, I'm just going, I'm in Eva Cox's house. I'm in Eva Cox's house. <laughs> so if you house. don't know who Eva Cox is, just look her up, just Google her, and you'll understand why this is quite a fucking exciting experience. Oh, God. Beyond exciting. And so... Uh, and her, the current project that she's working on is called The Good Society, and it's about getting uh, social policy back on centre stage. And, and what she wants to do with it is basically pull together policy suggestions and alternatives to what's currently at play and then try to really generate community groundswell 
to then push those things up through local members and start and really start to um, re re-engage all of us who watch what's going on on a political level and go, this has nothing to do with us. Absolutely helpless. Yeah. And without a voice. And, you know, we actually are quite lucky because we do have a voice and we do have an audience and with our perspective writing and with our podcasts and Facebook and whatever goes on. And and people are cranky. People are really... And we don't need to be. No. We need to be nice and kind and be, like, compassionate against people for people. One of the things that she talked about, and this is really important, is she's been approaching all of the people within her network that she's known for decades and to get them to start putting forward new ideas and new policies for, you know, and all of them, uh, she said, they're, they're too pessimistic. Like, there's no hope. People have no hope. Putting there's no in. optimism out there in the community for things to be different. So putting it in the too hard basket, so, which you can sort of see after a while, if you told no enough, yeah. you're just like, well, why would I bother? But uh, can I just come back to her being 82? When I was 80, if I was 82... I wouldn't be starting a new movement. No. I would be <laughs> shuffling think, around my house. What do you think drives her? Passion. And passion for change and passion for um, and, and passion for their for to help people. Mm. Um, it's she's really inspiring and awesome. And do you know what? Like I've been working recently with someone who's pretty much my age and talks to me like I am a new graduate um, and I even think if you are talking my age and you're talking to a new graduate you shouldn't be talking to them you should just be talking to them like a normal person yeah and going oh this is sort of the policy you know this is what we do or you know what, what do you think about that and, and I went and met Eva Cox who is basically a national treasure Mm -hmm. and she asked for my opinion she asked me about me she asked what i thought about that she said she said i really want your input in terms of like pulling this making this title getting it out there like getting a bit of a you know strategy together on how we can really get get this out and and um i just it was the first time in really since I was made redundant that I actually felt valued. valued. That's nice. And it was like, oh yeah. This and is what you this is your... what that feels like. Yeah. I actually have a brain mm. and what I say is matter. Like and that's the thing. I got and there's a, then there's horrible people. I got this um thing on my blog. I never get trolls on my blog. But yeah. I wrote about um the about ScoMo. And I wrote about it, like, at first I was really angry about what he'd said about transgender children. And Fair. I was out and about, and I was like, oh, and I was wrong, I was letting myself off the chain. And when I got home, I started to really start to pull apart what my thoughts were. So I ended up writing quite a balanced thing, saying yeah. I'm actually angry, but now I'm sad. I'm just yeah. sad because 50% of trans kids try and kill themselves. And, and I'd met a trans guy this week, and, and a couple a few weeks ago who waited until he was 60 before he transitioned transitioned and i just think that's just can you imagine can you imagine living your life not com- like not no, who you are no and then this week i had a meeting and a chat with another trans lady who was 31 um and she came out two years ago and was immediately kicked out of the house you know and, and ended up in a shelter and it's just but i get this cat 
Wouldn't it be nice if you practiced the same tolerance and respect you demand of others? Everything is fine by Mrs. Woog, as long as they are exactly the same as her or someone that she can look down on. What? And I wrote that cat. The only thing I demand from others in my life is to pick up your bloody towel off the floor and hang it back on the rail in order to kill you to replace the bog roll. I mean, I don't get them very often, but when I do, I like to have a little fun. But And then I got really cranky about that. Yeah. Because I actually am really good at self-reflecting and yeah. apologising and recognising when my behaviours are reasonable. Yeah. And then I work out why that might have happened. But <laughs> I'm the first one to put my hand up and say, I don't know everything. Yes. And my opinion doesn't mean that that's the gospel. And if you, if you want to argue with me and change my mind, I'm the first to say I'm wrong. Oh, I'm the... Yes. Yes. And I'm not that arrogant to think that I know it all. Oh, I don't... Yeah. I, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I'm a work in progress. I don't know anything. I'm just very good at bluffing. <laughs> and I'm also very good at filibustering. But And I'm very good at giving off a snarky opinion and, a, and you know, and, and all the rest of it. And yet, you know, and Rob and I were actually talking about this the other day because... The notion of when you when you have a little snarky jibe at a particular cohort of the population, yeah. or you know, and how oh well, it, when it's just between like you know, say you and me, or that's fine, but it's like but you, you also don't, feel a bit you don't like you know you don't pub, and he just went yeah that's not right is it and I was like no no, no we actually not. can't do that it is actually polluting your mind it anyway is. with that we're going to go and pop the kettle on aka fill up this shampoo please a bit more and yes. we'll see you right after the break and um, but hang on I just want to tell you so if anyone else is interested in that um, podcast episode I was telling you about so it's the Ezra E-Z-R-A Klein K-L-E-I-N show and it was an episode with a guy, um, and it was called The Elite Charade of Changing the World. And the guy's, no, he's a journo, he's Anand, A-N-A-N-D, and Girahardis, which is G-I-R-I-D-H-A-R-A-D-A-S. Put it in the show but notes. I'll put it in the show notes, and you'll find him, it's quite a recent episode on Ezra's show anyway. Um, but this is a really good Thing that, this is one of the things that he says, right? He says, how can there be anything wrong with trying to do good? In his new book, Winners Take All, the answer may be when the good is an accomplice to even greater, if more invisible, harm. So it, um, it's really actually affected me. Like I've listened to it once and a half. Like I'm listening to it again and... If I was a better book reader, then I would probably actually be reading the book. Um, maybe I should actually pull my finger out and try to do that. But it says, um, Jira Hardis's new book will make a lot of people angry. It's about the difference between generosity and justice. The problems with only looking for win-win solutions. The ways, that, the ways the corporate world has come to dominate the discourse of change. And the fact that elite networks change the people who are part of them. So it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. Um, and I really, if you got, if, if you're into this sort of thing, it's, it's a really good listen. It is, it does go for an hour and a half, um, but it's a really good listen um, just for a discussion that I think taps into a lot of uh, uh, um, how a lot of us are currently feeling. But now I'm going to go and drink some more champagne and then we'll come back. And welcome back to the Hot Flush. You're Here joined we are. by health 
Mrs. Wooger, Mrs. Berry, and we're going to talk a quick chat about beauty. Beauty. You've been having some treatments. I've been having some treatments. A couple of years ago, I got an email from a reader who owns a salon in Willoughby, and she was like, come in, I owe you treatments. And that, and that can happen sometimes if you've got a blog that people read, and I'm yeah. like, I'm not really interested. And she's very persistent. <laughs> And um, she's become. She's turned out to become quite a good friend. She runs a salon called Sage Hair and Beauty. Her name's Sasha, and she's just introduced this new treatment called collagen induction therapy. And she's been talking to me about coming in and having a try of it. But micro needling is not a word that I like to think about on my face. It sounds brutal, really painful, really painful. But then I started looking at her skin after she'd had a couple of sessions of the microneedling and I decided, why not? And I had worked myself up because I hate needles. Yeah. Um, it's nothing. It's like ping, ping, ping. It's probably a bit like laser. Right. And I've had one treatment and basically they do this, roll these tiny little million needles over your skin and it pricks it all down to the second layer of your epidermis and then it, uh, it promotes collagen. So I'm all this like, because I've done every beauty treatment because I'm trying to sort my skin out um, now that it's flaky and hairy and, you know, I didn't care. Back when it was lovely and glowy, yeah. I didn't yeah. do anything, but now it's starting to fall, go to seed. I'm trying to like grab the last strains of any attractiveness. Now, now, our, now our, uh, our complexions are turning to fallow ground. Fallow ground. <laughs> Pigmentation, fur, spots. Oh. Anyway, I've only got one. Jasper said to me the other night, we're lying in bed and I was looking at my phone and he was looking at his and, and he said to me, you know, by the light of your phone like that, your face is really hairy. <laughs> and I went, I know. I know. I know. That's like when people say, you look tired or, oh, you, you yeah. put on a bit of weight. I know I'm fat and I know I'm tired, so you don't yeah. need to point that yeah. out to me. But if you've ever wanted to know about it, it's called... Collagen Induction Therapy, CIT, and I've got two more sessions to go, and I can highly recommend that. And I am going to, for transparency, let you know that that treatment was gifted. Right. Because unlike and other influences, yeah. there's no bullshit when it Well, I was actually going to ask the, you know, the hard question of, is it expensive? I don't know, because I didn't pay for it. No. But I would pay for it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because you know how, I, I don't know if you've heard me, dear listeners, uh, talk about this before, but I've been having some lasering done. <laughs> oh, and and you know, obviously at this lasering place, they also do lots of facial stuff. And I'm very, I'm the same as you. Like I just whack on a bit of. I, I use um, uh, BB cream. I, I use a bit of BB cream. Yeah. Um, when I feel the need for a foundation. <laughs> So terrible. I'm the worst. Like, I'm the worst girl. And my problem also now is with makeup. I can't see without my glasses. So. Oh, so you put it on and then... So I'm just sort of swiping around in the general area hoping that something sticks. <laughs> and then, um, and I've been using the, the serum and the moisturizer from Zoe, uh, I can't think of the first Foster name. Blake. Yeah, Zoe Foster Blake. The go-to range. And that has actually been very effective for me because remember... Uh, last year or the year before when my skin specialist uh, was, you know, I was having my whole body check and stuff. And I said, "What? what's this? Like, can you burn this off? Like, what is it? And it was this raised darker patch just on the cheekbone. And she goes, oh, 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 that's just a barnacle. No, if I burn that off, it's going to leave a big white scar. No, it's just a barnacle. It'll, it's fine. Sometimes, a barnacle. They, sometimes they spread. And I 
just went, oh my god, I'm gonna look like that shell guy off like Pirates of the Caribbean, and like just creatures crawling out of my face. But that I've been using that those two things at least five days a week yeah. for the better part of this year. Yeah, and it's gone. It's faded. Yes, I can't see any barnacle. No, I can't see any evidence of barnacle. Oh, I know. It's faded and it's gone down. That's the go-to range. I used it for a while, but I need something a bit more industrial. <laughs> I need to take it to net level. So, I don't know. Like so, you know. And I've never been into that sort of stuff. But I was in there yesterday, and I just was sort of looking at the stuff on the shelf, going, "I wonder." But but it literally was actually thinking. Your skin looks great. It was less for me about my skin and more for me about just lying somewhere and not having to talk to it's anyone the for best. half an hour. And you know, when I went the other day to have this treatment, they put me um, under a hot doona with a hot with a. Um, like a weighted an blanket? electric blanket on. Oh. And then they could have basically done anything to me. They really? Yeah. No. Because, you know, yesterday, because remember the last time, the last time I was here, I um I was wearing my normal, like, you know, I had my Frankie Fours on, but I'd taken them off, so I was just barefoot. And I didn't have oh, any polish on or anything. And and Woods clocked it and went, that is unacceptable. And I was like, I was foot shamed. I, um... And so yesterday, yes, I went I'm done. Let me have a look. But... I hate the the pedicuring bit. They look good though. Yeah, they do. There's a vast improvement on the talons I saw. Well, it was less about the talons and more about the yellow nails, really, wasn't it? Probably not. So yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not great at that whole. You know. I use deodorant every day. Do you? Yes. I don't. Oh. Well, I was going to say that's because Rob likes my stink. Oh God. And I like his stink. So on Rob night on Wednesdays, neither of us wear deodorant. Because we like each other's stink. <laughs> I almost got a gag. I almost got a Woogs gag. <laughs> hey, um, there was something else I was going to talk to you about that. About beauty, beauty stuff. Oh, okay. Dear everyone, <laughs> I am going to do something next weekend that I have never done before. I find that hard to believe. I'm pretty sure you've done everything, but continue. Never done it before. I have a new outfit that I haven't even tried on yet because I'm too nervous. Please don't say you're going to a swingers party. Please don't say you're going to a swingers party. No, I'm not going to swingers. Uh, But I also... Even though I do have a good girlfriend that goes to swingers party, so there's no judgment. Um, No, we're we're not going to swingers because that's... I really... I don't know. I just feel like... Well, you know someone, obviously, so that they're not going to fit that mold, but... Rob and I went to like a, you know, like a swingers party once. Jesus! And, and it was just full of people from the Shire. Oh, really? Yes. It was That's why they're all so athletic. <laughs> you know how they're so good at sports? <coughs> they so just get their extra training sessions oh, in. God, you just knew that they were all called Cheryl and Trent and Nathan. It was just terrible. And they all had and, boats. And they just, and the men were a bit older. And you know it's that whole thing where you know that the men have badgered, can I ask you, can we just badgered the women into dial going? it back a little bit. How the hell did you end up going to a swingers party? Oh, just for shits and giggles, just to see what it was like. So, so uh, Rob like, was, darling, should we go to the movies or should we go to the swingers party? So Rob was, um, I don't think he, it's not my story to tell, but he was very involved in the kink scene in Adelaide before he came to Sydney, and then was in Sydney as well, but. Very different scene in Sydney, like bigger and so bigger. Adelaide, they all dressed up as ponies and shit. <laughs> I 
know if there was pony play in Adelaide. I'm sure there Is was. Is there such a thing called pony play? Yeah. I've had this discussion. Oh yes, you. where they strap on tails and no, well they don't prancing. strap them on. You get a butt. You get an okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so we, we went, are going very dangerous across the edge here. We went to we went to one and it was just and Rob had to keep saying to me all through the night, just leaning over to me and just going face because I was <laughs> making such a face that it was just like show me your face. I was just like. That is a what the fuck face of ever I've seen. <laughs> there was like they had a they had a woman come in who did some pole dancing and I mean I think pole dancing I've got um, friends who oh, do pole dancing they're amazing so like, clever so like seriously so clever but it just it, the whole thing it was just like this it was just this monumental cliche like there was there were men with sort of grey hair who had their jumpers over their shoulders and the and the you know, and then the the sleeves tucked into one another here so the jumper didn't fall over the shot. Anyway, it just... It's the last of your problems if you're worrying about losing your jumper. <laughs> the swingers party, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then we you went... You didn't see my jumper. So there, was a, so there was a floor that was just sort of socialising and then downstairs there were rooms and, and that sort of stuff. And you can you can watch or you can partake or... And then was bothered. Oh, it's kind of well. I mean, we didn't that night. We just sort of wandered around, and there was some. And you pulled the face. There was one couple that was was really hot, but there was other rooms where it's just like, no, it's like watching your mum and dad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't watch anyone though. Really? No, I just I don't. I want to watch Netflix. (laughs) So that was months ago. That was like seriously, like maybe halfway through last year. No, I can't remember. Anyway. so, so we're not doing a swingers one because that's not really, you know. Anyway, so, but we are going to Babbling. next week, and so I've got a new outfit, and I, um, I'm going to actually buy some fancy makeup. I thought you said lingerie, because my friend who's into the scene, she goes to Honey Burdette. Well, I thought about that, and then she's like, "I'm going to take you to Honey Burdette because your bras are ugly," and I'm like, "Wait, I'm not Oh, that's terrible. That is such a mumbra. It's a terrible mumbra. That's just a slutty bra. It's a slutty <laughs> see-through black lacy bra. Yes. <laughs> the girls are out and proud. Um, yes, so... I don't think you got a good look. Have a look at the whole thing and then tell me what you think. Yeah, no, that is just a mum's beige <laughs> bra. That is not on. Come on. It's comfortable. Goes with my sensible heel. <laughs> my sensible loafer. My friend said to me the other day, we're out shopping, and she said to me, you know I love you. I said, yes, Mrs. Goodman. She goes, you got to stop buying sensible loafers. She said, they're really, really bad. <laughs> so I bought some leopard print ones. Yeah, they're, they're better. They're those better. those other hush puppy looking ones you were wearing the other day, I wasn't a fan. No, they had to go in the bin according to... No, oh, really? This is good. Oh, well, that's harsh. I, I don't think I thought contemplated going to Honey Burdette, but they have really dodgy employment practices for their oh, staff. Right. So I have ethical issues about supporting them, and also I don't reckon they make bras for the big girls. No, they do. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. My friend who made me wear one of her bras at her party that she had for her birthday recently, where she laughed at my nana bra, and then she said, "I've got a bra for you," and they were amazing. Oh. They came, and all of a sudden, I didn't look like a mum. I looked See? like a sex kitten. Yeah. Or a sex cougar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing, I've, yeah, okay, right. Yeah. 
That's it. With that face, you're looking at me. We are going to change. <laughs> no. So, but anyway, so you know Celeste Barber. Yes, um, love her. Love her, and how she's in the New York at the moment. Yes. She's done the whole Tom Ford thing. Yes. So that made you know me... I've met her. Have you? Yes. Oh, yes, I, I, was, yes. I was at something, and she was at, and I just thought, fuck it, I'm just going to go and say hello. So I was like, went and fangirled her. Because she's just one of us. She looks totally and... one of us. She's very tall. Is she? She's very attractive in real life. She's like six foot tall. Oh, she is not. Yeah, she is. Really? And I was like, you're very tall. Because oh, I would really, not have had that. Always I... really helpful when someone points out the bleeding obvious to you. Oh, your breeze is really epic. She had heard of me because I said, oh, you know, I'm on the internet as well. I write a book called Breeze World. She goes, I think I've heard of you. So I'm going to take that as she totally Oh, well, you're best friends. Yeah. So... She's in New York at the moment doing this whole stuff. Fashion with Tom, Tom Ford. Ford. Hilarious. <laughs> the best thing about the front row of Fashion Week. Oh, I mean, so funny. So funny. Celeste Barber. You but must of course, follow. because of the Tom Ford thing, and I just went, it, it actually made me, like, I just thought you are the, are the best good sport yeah. in fashion. He's my hero. So I went and looked up all his stuff, like, and what does he produce, you know, like, what sort of stuff. And, and he does this. Overpriced sunglasses. Oh, does he? And he does this four-color eyeshadow palette. Yeah. And one of them is like this virtually like metallic glitter silver. I had my makeup done by a makeup professional once for a photo shoot, and she said women of our age should not wear glitter. Well, she can shove it up her clacker because I'm like getting the girls out next week and going out on the town without wearing underwear, and I'm going to wear <coughs> glitter eyeshadow. What color glitter? It's this sort of metallic-y silver... It'll be a smoky eye, but with... Um, Will you attempt to do that yourself? Yeah, because uh, who doesn't want to look like... Because you know me, when I actually put in an effort, then I basically still look like I've been dragged through the hedge backwards, but just with, you know, panda I'm eyes. looking it up now. It's called Disco Dust. Is oh. that the one? Tom Ford. Uh, oh, yeah, it might be that one, but it's not... It's Jesus! Not, it's I not miss that you. It's not that colour. Oh, no, it wasn't $256. It was a lot, but it wasn't two hundred. It was I like a hundred. Not spend any. I do need. Well, yeah, you see, I need. I want someone to. I do need to do a smoky eye. I was literally going to buy the same palette from Benefit, like that we all had, like the smoky eye Benefit. Oh yeah, that's bullshit. You know, from a hundred years ago, because I need instructions on well, how to do what my you can eye do. thing. Um, don't forget, we're podcasting this. Yeah, we're not just chatting. Uh, what you can do is just go to Mac and get them to do it for you, and then you just buy something and then. I do, I do like, um, yeah, I do, I do like Mac or virtually all my makeup is Mac. Hmm. Bored. Yeah, bored now. Jesus. That was a little ramble, wasn't it? Bored. Um, what are you reading? Oh, okay. So the place where I've been working, I read a book. Except I did listen to it because, you know, so I did an audio book. Be More Pirate. Be More Pirate. That doesn't make sense. That's like, that doesn't even make sense. Be More Pirate. Grammatically. Be More Pirate. I'm reading the second instalment from Holly Wainwright. She wrote a book last year called The Mummy Bloggers. Mm. And they sent it to me because, you know, hashtag mummy blogger. And I threw it on the pile and I said, it's just going to be a book just paying us out. Because you know when we were mummy blogging yes. 10 years ago, we yes. used to get fucking paid out. And now everybody's doing it, right? So it's yeah. quite mainstream. Um, I ended up reading the book and it was so funny. And it just took the piss out of mummy bloggers so beautifully. And she's got the next book. It's called How to Be Perfect. 
So the characters from the first book um, have now evolved into the second book, and now one of them is a wellness warrior. Oh! <laughs> no, you can't speak. We'll be like ten minutes. Can I go to the Rooster's game tonight? No. Why? Uh, I'm recording. Oh, talk later then. Okay. Ben's taking me. Okay, cool. Thanks, Dals. Um, there's no, there's absolutely no... No. Can privacy. I speak? No. No. Uh, and then just, and then just the Yeah. Um, and it really is. One of them's turned into a wellness warrior and it's it I'm delighted. I'm reading it at the moment. It's called How to Be Perfect by Holly Wainwright. And it just makes you look at social media in a whole new way. It makes you look at all these Instagram mums and they've all they're called the so and so mummy or the la la mummy or yeah. mama or whatever. And it just shows how fake it is. Yeah. And it's so good because after a while you can get a bit, oh, my cupboards don't look very nice. But then reading this book, How to Be Perfect, makes you realise that it's all B. S. Oh, that's a nice colour coin. Aren't they nice, isn't it? Yes. 122 bucks though. I know, that's a lot, isn't it? That's a lot. Considering I'm perspectively out of employment. you're probably just going to use that one. Oh, no, well, I'll use all of them. Like, I'll do like a, I don't know. But you see, I don't know how to do all of them because I don't do makeup. I, I would thought, I'd probably then, not invest in that just straight away. And then, you know, of course... Priceline have got a half-price sale. <laughs> Get yourself into Priceline, my dear. Because this... I don't want to go out to this particular event wearing, you know... They're not going... Although, mind you, I bought a really, I, I bought a really cheap dress because I was like... You know how I feel about that. <laughs> what, buying a cheap dress? What? Don't yeah, do it. Don't do it. Yeah, well, I haven't, I haven't even got it out of it. It arrived, right? And it's Can in, you describe it to the listeners? Uh, it's latex. <laughs> <laughs> you know where my mind first goes to? Thrush. <laughs> Imagine if I get like boob thrush. Thrush everywhere. Thrush. You're going to peel that off and be covered in a mysterious rash. You're going to end up at Royal North Shore for two weeks. You're going to get some specialist over from the Netherlands who deals with latex sex party dresses. And then you're going to be in the Daily Mail, and then I'm going to have to quit my job and change my name and move to bloody <laughs> Queensland. Because you're in your slutty dress. A slutty dress. I don't have shoes yet. Because of course I can't wear heels because it puts my back out. <laughs> you are sex, man. If that doesn't scream sex to me, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Can you God. make sure you put a photo of yourself up? Oh, there, there will be no photo. There will be some closeted something something can you describe the dress i mean latex oh, well, it's pretty just, much is it's it black dress. yeah it's just a mini dress but it's just, and it's just black yeah it's it's super because the least slutty thing i could find well from slots.com.au <laughs> no where'd you get it from uh, i got it from love honey okay can you show which me which is where thing? i got my vibe from which i had to charge I'm the not other day giving you any more champagne I had to charge it the we other day, people, and it didn't charge. We want the wholesome people of Bathurst to come and visit us on the 13th of October, and I'm afraid that you're costing us tickets. Um, and it wouldn't... Oh, see, there's mine. Thanks. Yeah, the red light's on. That's all good. <laughs> Hang on, let me, let me find it. Um, yeah, so, yeah. It's... Can I ask what this event is? It's just, um, it's just a kink party. The last party I went to was a Tupperware party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and 
did tell you that it was very exciting that I'd be watching the football with my son, who apparently now is going to the game. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to fund that. Well, you can just stay here, watch some porn and have a good time. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. By porn, you mean Netflix. <laughs> By Netflix, you mean friends with money. <laughs> no, come on, live a little. So I've got Jack's at a party, Harry's at the footy, Mr. Woods in Tasmania. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. This is, don't worry this about is making for great podcasting. Yes, don't worry. She's trying to find this dress so I can laugh at it. I think that's it. It's just a dress. Oh, no, I don't think it's that. No, it's not that one. But it's like a little bit like that. That's not a dress. That's a swimsuit. Did you know? Okay, for, you know, for other people out there who are, uh, you know. Um, not in the nunnery. New beginners. <laughs> it, um. You have to actually cover yourself in like either a particular like oil, lube, or... Do you want to borrow my Vaseline Intensive Care? <laughs> Pogs Institute. <laughs> oil of Olay. My oil of Olay in the puff pack. Um, or talcum powder to actually get them on, apparently. So I was thinking that I'll... Oh, you are so going to end up in hospital. We're going to... No, if you have a few drinks and you get home, you're going to throw your back out, something oh, wicked, or Rob's going to have to cut it off you. I know. Please do not. Imagine you, I've got it in my head, the ambulance arrives, and there goes Kim, shuffling off into the back of the ambulance <laughs> with this black latex wrapped around her neck she with was a just spasming, she was bulging zit. Strapped up to a sex machine until she screamed, my back, my back! <laughs> okay. With that, dear listeners, I think we're going to love you and leave you. It's oh, really? Saturday afternoon. Yes, we have talked enough. I've actually got a little headache going. Um, <laughs> many, many, many things have been shared. Not always oh. voluntary. I really wanted to but show you. Kim, what you it can was. show me that later, darling. We're going to actually post that dress. Oh, look, up I on actually have plus size lingerie. I probably should have been checking that out because I did think about getting a corset. And then, do you know, like, because Rob knew, I didn't, there's all different sorts. There's, like, under the boob, over the boob, the shelf ones, the whole, and I'm like, but, you know, like, we can't, we cannot leave our readers well, I, I'm talking done. about I me going to a kink party in a latex dress with silver eyeshadow and putting my back out. So we've got to, we've got to, we've got to move on. Well, get off that revolting site you're looking at. <laughs> Okay, what's on your what's on your agenda this week? This week, I've got a, a lovely quiet week. Actually, had a very busy week last week. Um, this week, it's looking clear, and you would be glad to know there is a top of twenty five next Wednesday. <laughs> oh, do you want to know what I'm doing next Friday? What I'm going to a jam and marmalade workshop with Jane Grover. You are. You live such a paradoxical life <laughs> that I don't think we can be friends anymore. And then on some, on the Saturday, I'm actually going to a, a food, basket weaving course, the Food and Words conference in at the Mint in Sydney on oh, for the whole day good. on Saturday. Food and Words, yeah, Food and Words. When's that? On next Saturday. I'd like the sound of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm really and if looking I wasn't forward going to that. Be out wiping my mum's ass for the next, those four days. Um, I, would, yeah. I would like to be there. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um. Yeah, no, I think, I think we're all good. I think we're all good too. Rightio then. Okay, so what well, you need to do now is go and cleanse your ears. That last 10 minutes I'm disgusting. sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself because I'm so excited. Okay. Well, I'm actually very nervous too. 
Oh, I've never like... been to anything like that in my life. Well, I'm going to take you over to introduce you to my friend in a minute so we can discuss that further. Um, thank you for joining us for this unusual episode of <laughs> uh, Hopefully we can see as many of you in Bathurst as can make it. We've got fixed 50 tickets. They're $40 each and proceeds. some of the proceeds will be going to one of the local women's shelters up in Bathurst yep. in that area. Uh, and you will also, we will shout you a drink. Yeah. If you're nice. Okay. And you clap and laugh. Clap and, and laugh. <laughs> okay. That's bye from me. And what do we like to say? We say just keep 